0: Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a f***ing ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips.
1: Hi am Molly Bay.
0: Today is September 8th, 2021. One day till kickoff. One, baby. One. Tomorrow's the game.
1: Is it like Christmas.
0: It's better than Christmas. I know this has got to be the the biggest uh, opening game ever. I think Dallas Cowboys, Tom Brady, defending Super Bowl champions. First Are you game. even
1: going to be able to sleep?
0: No, I, no, <laughs> no, at all. Don't plan on it. I plan on being delirious for the game, and it's drunk, drunk and delirious.
1: <laughs> Same <laughs> thing. <laughs> Just don't pass out.
0: What?
1: I don't know. You'll miss that.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. That that was a dumb demo. I'm like, why? Right. <laughs> That's half the fun of getting drunk, passing out. <laughs> All right, we got a good game, a good podcast for you today. The uh, game
1: will be good too. I hope.
0: Oh, it's going to be great. We are going to cover some Buck news, keep you up on the latest, what's going on with these guys. Uh, cover a bit, a little bit around the league. I think well, we only got a little bit of NFC South news, and then I'm going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys game with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then we're going to give our predictions. Brrr. And I have a nice little handy sheet that I printed up. Boom, boom, boom. And we're going to keep track of these predictions this year. Because I, I, I'm going to seriously try to be as completely objective as possible. I know It's not going to work.
1: That's what Craig said on YouTube, one of our listeners. He said, I'm going to be realistic with mine, too. And his prediction was 76 to 10, (laughs) which I think is very realistic. Thank you, Craig, for that.
0: I think he's a little under. I know. We might break 100.
1: Could happen.
0: Yes. So no fact checks or follow-ups, not because we did everything perfectly, but because I didn't get around to... Fact checking and following. Oh up my
1: gosh, what were you even doing?
0: You know what I was doing? I was watching the Dallas Cowboys all day. Uh,
1: that is very time Tough. consuming. Yeah. I do kind and of you know have
0: what, Oh, you know what's so time consuming about it is you can't skip around in the plays. I didn't want to watch the defense because I don't care about their defense. Their defense is totally different this year. So watching last year ain't gonna do any good. You know, I mean it's it's almost totally different. Different players, different coach, different guy. and we all know Dan Quinn. I mean, we've been playing Dan Quinn for years at Atlanta, so we know what he's gonna bring. So I wasn't worried about the defense, but I couldn't skip. You know, you used to you could be able to go. Okay, I just want to watch offense, so you just skip to the offensive plays. You can't do that now because they've taken that feature out of Game Pass. I tell you what, they are going to get a strongly worded letter from me if they don't fix this. <laughs> i I might, I might give them till week two, maybe.
1: That's very generous of you. I think you've been waiting patiently long enough.
0: I've already got it right up. <laughs> 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 Uh, of I'm, course you do. I, I'm deba- I'm old school. I like to send letters. Yeah. So it it, it means more, you know. You
1: it's know, impressive to me that you've drafted it up and you're just gonna sit on it and hold it because what happens is I get emotional and angry and then I write a nasty email and then send it and then feel like crap later about it.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, that's I have I probably got fifty emails sitting in my draft folder because i do that all the time i'll get mad and write an email or you know get emotional whatever you write an email and i learned a long time ago don't ever hit that send button i know not you know until you're level headed so i've got like 50 sitting in my email because i
1: it's almost just cathartic just to get it out and type it and then not send it like you've gotten it out
0: yeah you know it's out of your brain yeah, that's yeah exactly. And then a lot of times, like the next day, you go back and you read it, and you go, "Ooh, gosh, Jesus, man, I'm glad yeah. I didn't send that because I was a t- total nincompoop.
1: Yeah, I would have felt bad about that later. Yeah, I don't have that kind of restraint though. No, you don't. Mm-mm. Well, you don't
0: get upset. Well, I mean, you're just you're very, you're very, very zen,
1: like a cat.
0: Yeah. Is that cats? Cats don't get upset. Yeah, Lord. that's
1: why you call me all the time. I'm like a cat.
0: Oh, that's because you lay around the house all the time.
1: <laughs> you like to take naps.
0: <laughs> and you're always preening. <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, we got some news for the Buccaneers. Uh, what do you got for us, Molly?
1: I do have a little bit of a follow up. We had talked about Justin Watson. We couldn't remember what his injury was, and it just so happened Greg Almond tweeted about it today. So thanks, Greg. Really? Yeah. Justin had a n- procedure on his knee during the summer, and it's supposed to sideline him until November. Really? So, yeah. So he is. I on, did not know
0: that. They, I, so did he? Did did Greg Allman send that to you personally, or
1: no? I think somebody else had asked him. Yeah. Uh. So he could return in November. There's a chance. So, I I mean, we might need him. We could have a receiver that's kind of banged up. I'm not really counting on it, but you never know. So, what else today? They practice inside because of the weather.
0: Hot. Was it hot? Is that why? <laughs> I doubt Anytime it. Do they Florida ever do they...
1: that? Do they move it inside because it's too hot? I feel like they don't do that. No,
0: I don't. I don't think they do either.
1: But <laughs> I think everyone in Florida just used to be miserable. So, <laughs> 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 aren't you guys? <laughs> I don't know. It's just hot all the time there.
0: I was when I lived down there, man. It was just you know, it was the heat and the bugs. It was, the bugs were just. Ugh. Man, the
1: bugs. Good God, I know, I I know. I've set, told this story before, but Ralph and I went down there, probably for the first Bucks game. Maybe it was the second one when we got married. Uh, I got bit by a bug, and it was still like oozing pus like three months later. And I was like, "What in the world, Florida?" Left me with a parting gift.
0: My goodness, yeah, they've got these little gnat things down there. Uh, well, I'd, mainly up in the Panhandles where I, I remember the the gnat things, but they would they would come through the screen. There was no way to keep them out of your house. These little gnat things, and then of course they got the uh, uh well, the Palmetto bugs or whatever. They're huge. They're like this big. Oh yeah, They're big roaches. And and then there's the alligators.
1: Well, yeah. I didn't know that we have those stupid water bugs here, Palmetto bugs. But I guess in Florida theirs have wings. Ours don't have wings here.
0: Well. they've got alligators i know we we don't have
1: alligators i mean you can't even go to disney without the risk of gators well you can't have a small
0: dog or a kid in florida Mm -mm. (laughs) i don't
1: know how y'all do it that's why it's all old people
0: (laughs) they do have manatees and dolphins that's cool we got dolphins too but
1: and they got the big snake it's like australia light basically (laughs) is florida (laughs) that's funny right okay uh, we added rookie kicker Jose Borregales, who we cut the other day. He's cleared waivers and is back on the practice squad. So welcome back, Jose. And then we named our four practice squad protections. I feel like I said that weird. Uh, they're Andrew Adams. Tight end Deion Yelder, tackle Brandon Walton, and receiver Jaden Mickens, which I missed that, that Jaden was back on the practice squad. But he's protected this week. And um, apparently, on the unofficial depth chart, Jalen Darden is the punt returner and the kick Mm -hmm. returner. So Greg Allman was tweeting that today, too. Are you listening, Greg? He's listening to us. Um, and that pretty much wraps it up, aside from the injury report. Um, th- we had, so yesterday, or the first injury report which came out, I'm so backwards on my days because it was a holiday Monday. The one that came out Monday uh, Giovanni Bernard, he was on there on Monday, Tuesday. He is also on there, but he was a full participant.
0: Particip- what? <laughs> participant? Participant? <laughs> All right, man.
1: I mean, like phonetics. That's a pant. Uh, Antonio Brown, he was a full participant on Monday. Tuesday, he did not participate, though. He's got that knee injury. However, We had a few guys added to the injury report, including Steve McClendon, JPP, um, and Gronk, who all had veterans days today. Gronk was limited, but the other two, McClendon and JPP, did not practice today. And so Antonio Brown, I'm wondering if it was just a veteran day for him, too, even though he's on the injury report with the knee. Monday, he was a full participant, so uh, I can't imagine that in a day it got that much worse. Hmm. But he's still listed. And then Chris Godwin was added to the injury report today with a quad injury, and he was limited on Tuesday in practice. And we're not really going to know with him, I guess, until probably game day
0: wow really i've got him in my fantasy league
1: Ooh, that sucks for you if only you had like i don't know antonio brown or somebody
0: you know if you could see me right now i'm flipping you off
1: (laughs) uh no he'll probably be fine well antonio is on injury report too there's no indication that chris godwin is not gonna play let's just put it that way Mm -hmm. but he clearly tweaks something in practice and then also Jordan Whitehead, he's the only one who's definitively out and not going to play Thursday.
0: Oh, he's 100% sure not playing.
1: Yeah, that's okay. how they're talking about it. So we will see. Um, I'll go through the Cowboys injury report to you. This is the Tuesday one. Uh, defensive end. Gosh. Okay. Since I got LASIK, I used to be able to, like, see really small font when I was blind. I can still read up close and read really small stuff. I cannot do that since I've had LASIK. Like, I got my long vision, not so much on my – it, like, evened out both of them.
0: Really? Yeah. Isn't that weird? Did you – was it a gradual going away, or did it – like, immediately after you had LASIK, did you notice it?
1: Uh, Because it might be age. Pretty quickly after (laughs) –
0: Pretty quickly
1: after LASIK, I could not read a small font as I used to be able to. Hmm. Anyway, so this font's a little small on my computer monitor. (laughs) I'm struggling here. Terrell Basham, defensive end. He's got an ankle injury. He was a full participant. Lael Collins, their uh, right tackle with that neck stinger. He's been a full participant all week. Uh, Chauncey Goldston, defensive end he's got a hamstring, full participant cornerback CJ Goodwin has a hamstring, full participant defensive end DeMarcus Lawrence has a back injury, full participant Jake McQuaid their long snapper has a foot injury he was just added on Tuesday but he's a full participant tackle tie see this is one of these, I'm like I can't read that tie in in something. I think it's a weird. It's got a bunch of weird letters in it too that I don't recognize. It's hieroglyphics, guys. Uh tie something tackle. He's got a foot injury. He was limited all week. He's the only one who's been limited. Uh Dak Prescott is on the injury report with that shoulder. Full participant all week and then safety Donovan Wilson number 6. Has a groin injury. He's been a full participant all week. So Dallas looks like they're in a little bit better shape. They have more people on their injury report, but they're all full participants with the exception of one. So that's a little, eh, I don't like that so good. But they did say today, Mike McCarthy is saying that Zach Martin, that guard that we talked about in the last episode, there is a possibility that he could play. Which hmm. really surprised me, I guess. Like, he's got to have the two negative tests right in a row. So, I guess if he tests negative, like, Tuesday or Wednesday, and then again the next day, he'd be fine, theoretically, to travel with the team. And they haven't added anybody on the COVID list either. So, that's uh, not great news for the Buccaneers, I would say.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. So, okay, that is all that I have for Bucks News. Do you have anything?
0: Uh, yeah, I, I wanted to say you talked about the number of changes, you know, for the defense, uh, for the guys. You know, they could basically pick whatever number they want now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Brady apparently is not a very big fan of that. He has actually come out and said it about 20 times that it's a stupid rule. He thinks <laughs> that it gives the defense way too much of an advantage. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, I agree with it, and he he brought up the same thing I did. He said it makes it very difficult to watch game film, you know, because you, you know, you're expecting these numbers here, and all of a sudden you're seeing like punter numbers out there, and you can't tell. Like if you see a guy running across the field and he's got number six on his jersey, and he goes and tackles somebody, you're like, well, what position does he play? Mm-hmm. Normally, you could tell right yeah. away. You know, if he's a, if he's in the fifties or the forties, he's a linebacker. You know, if he's in the thirties twenties, he's a cornerback. Safety. He's in the '90s. He's a defensive lineman. So it, it it it's it's going to be weird. And he brought up some really good points about you know how pre-snap the quarterbacks have to call out for the linemen who to block. You know they point out to Mike. You know they'll say stuff like "56 is Mike, 56 Mike," and uh, you know they'll they'll call for the lineman to block certain guys. And he's like, you know, we're going to be like, what? What position is that? Who is that guy? He's wearing number six. What's he playing? I don't know. Just block six.
1: <laughs> well, it's interesting. I wonder, do they not pay attention to the roster before a game typically? And maybe that's something that you do start paying attention to. like you, And even if you just do it on the defense – you know, pay attention to who the numbers are beforehand, or even the odd ones, like maybe the ones who are the single digits. Mm-hmm. You just pay attention to those, kind of remember those going into the game, so mm-hmm. you'd be prepared when you see them.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things. It's going just going to take a while to get used to. It 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 just sucks. It really does suck because you know it's been I've been watching football for near half a century. And it's been the same numbers for almost 50 years that I've been watching. And you know now they're just going to change it. And I don't even know why. Why are they changing it? Does it make any sense?
1: No. No.
0: Did they give a reason?
1: Not that I'm aware of. Yeah. I wonder if it was just to make the players happy. The players wanted it.
0: Yeah, I think that's what it is. You know, they're, well, they're, they're letting people be more expressive now mm-hmm. in certain ways. You know, like the, you can could, you could wear these your numbers. Because you I, I, I guess a lot of these guys, most of these guys were you, didn't play defensive linemen in high school. You know, they, played, they were quarterback or running back or something like that. They were skill position players, and then they get into college in the NFL, and they're not good enough to play skill positions, or they're too big, you know, to be wide receiver anymore. So they, you know, end up gaining weight or whatever, and they move to different positions, but they want to keep their old numbers from high school it's the only thing i can think of but you know they're they're letting them be more expressive i guess i don't know but yeah the nfl is allowing the players to wear they uh, the social justice messages on the back of their helmets now. There's six of them they can wear. Here oh, really? I
1: yeah. had wondered that because I didn't see them at all during the preseason. Yeah. yeah. And we, of course, we saw it last season, and I was like, oh, I guess they're not bringing that back, but maybe that was just the preseason, and in the regular season, they'll right. bring it back again.
0: Yeah. Now, the, the the social justice messages. Seem to be very restrictive to me to one branch of social justice. Mm-hmm. Here are the six messages that they can wear. They go say, say their stories, inspire change. It takes all of us. End racism. Black lives matter and stop hate. Now, my favorite one is stop hate because I, that's, that's kind of like, Wearing don't kick puppies on the back of your helmet, you know. It just that's just such a broad thing. Just stop hate.
1: Well, just I was thinking it. all of them, with the exception of Black Lives Matter, and what was the one before that one? And racism. And racism. All the other ones are kind of ambiguous.
0: Well, say that yeah, they're all kind of ambiguous. Well, yeah. say their stories. I think that's yeah. kind of a Black Lives Matter thing. Inspire change. Yeah, you know, there's that. Right, but, but there's it, a whole bunch of other social messages they could put out there. You know. And yeah. What about climate change? I, save the, the spotted owls. Yeah. That's a, is that a social message? I don't even know. Probably, what Probably. I is mean, are. some
1: kind of environmentalism. Yeah. I don't know. Like so, everybody kind of has their cause that they care about. Yeah, that well, but they, your, they, it they, is that's pretty what we, limited.
0: You put them on your cleats in October for that. Right. And right. This yeah. Is, this is specifically for a certain the targeting part of the social justice, I assume. So, you know, it is allowing the guys to be more expressive, uh, you know, and they can do celebrations now, which is good. But what in the world is going on with this taunting crap? You know, we touched on this, but I watched some videos of the night of some of the taunting flags penalties during the preseason, and you're like, what in the world is going on? They're really – I hope that they – adjust for the regular season because if they don't, that's really going to screw some games because a lot of times you could even see – I mean, the guy would just get up and, like, you know how they'll just drop the ball? You know, they call that taunting because the other player just happened to be near them or something. They didn't really explain it. And even the announcers were like, "What is? where's the taunting at? That You know, they're being real more restrictive with the taunting, which is interesting to me because that was the thing that they – the reason why they stopped celebrations is because they – Said it was taunting, but now you can have whole teams celebrate. They can come off the bench, take videos in the end zone, do a whole routine. But yeah, that's not the taunting. NFL
1: set it up that way. I mean, they put a <laughs> they camera, put the camera in the in. end zone specifically for that purpose.
0: It's just two different messages. You know, it's like, okay, we don't want to taunt, we don't want to make the other players feel bad that you whooped their butts. But hey, if you want to do a dance routine, that's cool. We'll video it. <laughs> I don't know. It's so weird, man. NFL, they don't ever know what they're doing. I know.
1: Well, it seems like they do this every year where they have a pet cause that they want to change or they're mad at, you know, it's past interference a couple Mm. years ago. It's been a whole bunch of different things. And it just seems like taunting is what they're going to, you know, that's their their pet cause this time.
0: Yeah. The thing that worries me about it is it's just way too subjective. And I do not like subjective penalties. You know, because one, it's you know going to be different from ref to ref, you know, even even in, in game, it's going to be different from ref to ref and it's going to be different from ref crew to ref crew. So and there's also, you know, you always got to worry about, you know, the scandals with the refs, man. It's never happened in the NFL that we're aware of, mm-hmm. but this is making it a little bit easier, you know, for it to happen.
1: Well, and the thing with taunting is there's, you have to assume their intent. You know, it's like some of these taunting calls. It's, it's like, you know, the guy throws the ball kind of over his shoulder and then gets flagged for taunting. I mean, he may not have even seen the guy right next to him and had no idea that there was a guy next to him and he's flicking the ball kind of mm -hmm. in his general direction. And so the referee is then penalizing him, impugning his, character and his intention right there when it's like it, it was never there and it's um i don't, yeah to me it's it it's stupid i mean it just why like they're grown ass men are we serious right now are we yes it, I, you know, I agree with I
0: just, you yeah exactly they're grown men making grown man money <laughs> let them let them and, go out there and, and tell each other all now, they want.
1: don't you hurt their feelings yes he <laughs> can break their neck on the field, but don't you dare call him a mean word.
0: Oof. It's
1: ridiculous.
0: It is ridiculous. Silly. Coddling. Yeah. That's how I would... I would coddling. We're coddling people.
1: It's just absurd. It is. Uh, speaking of absurd, you want to talk about the saints?
0: Um, Not really. <laughs> I don't like the saints. I don't. Do I have to talk about I them? I just
1: have a couple things. Okay. They... Asked Latavius Murray to take a pay cut, and he said no, so they cut him.
0: <gasps> what? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. They cut Latavius Murray? Yes. Do, does that mean Tony Smith is the second-string guy? I don't know. Oh, my gosh. That means Jameis Winston's dual condom, the best <laughs> the best dual condom in the league, is no longer together. His condom's <laughs> broke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you're not aware of that, if you... Have n't listened to the podcast. Jameis Winston said that Latavius Murray and uh, Alvin Kamara are the best co- uh, condom, <laughs> dual, dual condom in the league, best condom running back in the league. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 oh, Jameis.
0: Oh, he he is entertaining, man. You know that's one thing no New Orleans is going to get from him. Entertain if they keep him. Entertainment, entertainment, entertainment.
1: For better or worse, he is entertaining mm-hmm. for sure. The Saints also signed cornerback Desmond Trufant, so they have been looking
0: from the Falcons. He used to be at the Falcons, in the yeah. Days.
1: Yes, so he, you know, they've been looking for depth back there. They have Patrick Robinson retire, and I think they're not completely happy with that backfield. They had been in talks to trade for somebody, I think, with Miami. So, they signed a veter- veteran corner hmm. the that's week a, before
0: that's interesting. the week
1: of the first game. Okay, Ralph. That is all that I have for news. So, if you want to get to this preview, I'm excited to hear it. We haven't talked about this at all. I've been at work today, so... Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea what Ralph was going to say.
0: Well... The sports books, all of them. Which I I'm thinking about creating an account with Bet MGM, since they're uh, normally I do sports book by but uh, or my bookie, my bookie. But I don't know. I like the I like the MGM setup. So I might go with them. I think I bet with them once. Gosh, a long time ago. But now that they got the NFL there and it's sanctioned and licensed, might be a little interesting. But anyhow, uh, they. they, they they have uh the bucks winning against the cowboys uh by eight points that's the spread it's a uh you bet 100 you win 90 approximately you still there yeah I'm waiting. okay <laughs> i couldn't hear you so uh what do i think about that after watching the film I think that's being real generous about how bad we're going to beat them.
1: Oh, really? Oh,
0: my God.
1: Even their offense, even with that offensive line. You know, I felt like I hyped us up too much and discounted their offensive line in the last episode. I felt like, oh, you know, this could probably get us in a a little bit of trouble, which we found ourselves in periodically over the years where we (laughs) hype up. Hey. Overestimate the bucks and underestimate our opponents. So, you know, Dallas is known for that offensive line, and it's like, you know, one guard was going to be out, and Molly is so excited <laughs> thinking, oh, you know, the whole unit is just going to implode. It was that one guy holding it all together.
0: Well, I watched. I only watched two games. I watched week one last year against the Rams, and then week four against the Browns. Now week five against the Giants, that's when Dak Prescott broke his leg his ankle. So I didn't watch anything after that because I don't care. We're not playing against Andy Dalton. And like I said, I didn't watch the defense that much. I sat there and watched it, but I didn't take notes or anything because it's pretty much a whole different defense. I mean, yeah. Half the players are different. The coaching staff's different, blah, blah, blah. So – I wish it was that defense. Man, were they horrible? They were horrible.
1: <laughs> well, I think even if they've upgraded a little bit, it's going to take a while for that unit to be cohesive. So I'm pretty optimistic about that.
0: Well, you know, at Atlanta, they weren't known for their awesome defense. You're right. And Dan Quinn was there for years and he could never get that going. So, you know, he might be an overrated coach. You know, so we'll see. He's, he's, Got a chance now to build from scratch. When he was at Seattle, he came in midway or towards the tail end of the Legion of Boom, so it was already built, you know. So here's an opportunity for him to actually, you know, put his stamp on a defense. He didn't do it at Atlanta, that's for sure. (laughs) So I watched Game One against the Rams. Now you're you were talking about the offensive line. The Rams just ate them up. Really? Yeah, they were all over that.
1: Interesting. Yeah,
0: and he's he's not really good under pressure.
1: Oh, not,
0: not like I I remembered him.
1: Before. I thought he was more of a runner. Yeah. I thought that was kind of his thing.
0: He he is to a degree. He's not fast. He's kind of a slow runner. Kind of reminds me of Jameis a little bit. Not quite as awkward, but he if you give him open up the middle, he's going to take it. And if you if you try to get him, you know he'll scramble around a little bit. But he there's there's absolutely no way he's going to scramble away from Shaquille Barrett or JPP. No way. There's no way. It's not going to happen. You know those guys are faster than him. He's he's not a fast quarterback. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I was actually surprised at how. You know the Rams got a real good defense, and they they were eating. Uh, Dak's lunch.
1: Wow. Okay. Okay. I like our chances. Well, yeah.
0: Well, you know, the Dallas went six and ten last year. Yeah. Now, Dak Prescott, like I said, he got knocked out Game Five. Uh, So, you know, the rest of the the uh, games, you're kind of like, eh, you know. But it's not like they didn't really play any better or worse when Dak was in there. Let's see. they, They will. Here's who they beat last year. They beat the Falcons, the Giants in week five, when Dak broke his ankle. The Vikings, the Bengals, the 49ers, and the Eagles week 16. So they won six. Not a single one of those teams had a winning record. Okay. They didn't beat anybody with a winning record last year.
1: Wow. Yeah. Okay. And
0: <laughs> Cleveland, a couple of teams really stomped them. Uh, the Redskins stomped them. I think one of the one of the uh, scores was forty something to three or something like that. Good let me, lord! Let me look. Let me look real quick. Uh, let me see. The Washington beat them twenty five to three in one game, and then forty one sixteen.
1: Whoa! Yeah, yeah.
0: And the Ravens beat them thirty four seventeen. The Cardinals beat them thirty eight ten. Out. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> I'll just keep all that in mind.
1: Was it, though, that they were unhealthy, like it was it an injury issue? Or well, was it just? It's
0: not like they were blowing teams out at the beginning of the year, the first four games. Right. With Dak in there, you know. And, you know, they had Ezekiel Elliott. They had all the receivers. Everybody was healthy at the start of the season. And they, you know, they they weren't blowing teams out. As a matter of fact, all their games were pretty close. In week, let me see, the uh, Rams beat them twenty to seventeen. Uh, the Falcons, they beat forty to thirty nine.
1: Yeah, that was that game. It was a
0: game where where Atlanta
1: got up on them like bad, like right. thirty, I don't know, thirty six to nothing, and then. The Cowboys came back and beat them.
0: Right. And then uh, the Seahawks beat them 38-31. And then the Browns beat them 49-38. Ooh. And then they beat the Giants 37-34. So they were barely squeaking wins by.
1: They were putting up some points, though.
0: Yeah, right. They'll put up some points. Uh, let's see. They had they had a few games where they only scored three and nine, mm-hmm. and 16, 17. But most of them, yeah, they had a lot of high-scoring Games, but a lot of it was because, like the Cleveland game, they were just dropped. They were just stomped in that game, but then they just started throwing bombs and came back. You know, the Cleveland was playing kind of a prevent defense. You know, and that's what happened a lot is they were behind and they just you know start throwing the ball and teams were letting them move down the field. You know, the typical mm-hmm. they were playing from behind a lot and scoring a lot, so it. Their their six and ten record is they're really not telling of how good or bad they were. I don't think so. Anyhow, let me get to, let me get to all this. Um, they do very few deep pass plays. What? That kind of, yes, really. Yes,
1: I thought that Dak like I chunks did. it.
0: That's what I thought too. What? I was very shocked by this. Here's what they do. They do. They do um, uh, run, run, run. <laughs> no, they'll do like run, run, check down pass, run across the middle, short, uh, swing pass, uh, out route. You know, just these really, really short to middle is their game. And, and they like are
1: Dinkin' and Duncan.
0: Yeah, yeah. And they are definitely a run first his team. The Dak Prescott. I mean, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, they run him up the middle, like, all the time. But he doesn't always go up the middle. He bounces incredibly well. Like, if he's running up the middle and there's not a hole, he bounces to the outside real quick. And he ain't going to be able to do that when it gets to us. I mean, JPP and Shaq got the outside. But he's really good at seeing, you know, when there's no hole there, he's going to bounce to the outside and run down the edges. But they, I mean, they 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 are they are an extremely boring vanilla defense, offense. Very boring. Really? I was just like I was like falling asleep watching it. I was like, Man, <laughs> this is boring. It, you know, they they run kind of a spread offense. You know, they get the receivers way out. They don't bunch them up a whole lot. Uh, you know, they, sometimes they'll have one tight end out there. You know, maybe maybe every now and then they'll have two, but it's not just not, not a staple. You know, they don't run two running backs and I formation, nothing like that. It's, you know, the guy, Daxon, shotgun, Ezekiel, it's standing beside him. They got three wide receivers and a tight end. That's the vast majority of their game. And it's all these short rounds. Now, mind you, I didn't have all 22 watching this. I was just had to watch the broadcast, which sucked. So I couldn't see if Dak was missing guys, running down deep or whatever. Uh, now, they did hit a few deep balls, and almost all of them were – the guys were extremely wide open. It was a screw-up on the offense or the defense secondary. So
1: they're not So chunking. you
0: you didn't see a, a lot of – like you see with us where the, you know, uh, 50-50 balls, you know, or like you used to see with us. And, in you know, Dak only seems to throw it deep when he has to – Or when a guy's wide open, you know, if if he if it looks like to me if they're covered at all, he's not even going to throw it down there unless he has to, you know, when he's really yeah, it was very strange,
1: weird Mm -hmm. because I have this perception that they're this high flying Mm -hmm. offense Mm -hmm. and you know Dak Prescott is probably the next coming of Christ and you know it's all the and wow I know I was totally shocked. This is weird. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
0: I really was shocked. I was like, man, this is boring, dinky dunky football.
1: But are we surprised with Mike McCarthy? I mean, that's no,
0: right. That's exactly uh, the year before that. I think they had the highest flying offense in of the league. They almost 6,000 yards, like 5,000 and some yards, you know, in 2019. But of course, they sucked. You know, the defense sucked too.
1: Yeah. And, well, wasn't that kind of Jason Garrett's? Well, he was kind of boring too, now that I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. But it seemed if, like their offense was more high-flying under Jason Garrett.
0: I don't know, but, you know, and again, I only watched the two games. And the, the only time I really saw Dak go deep was when there was a completely open receiver where the secondary screwed up or when they had to because they were so far behind. <laughs> you
1: know? Does he seem like a quarterback worth $40 million no. a year?
0: no, no.
1: Why did they pay him that?
0: Well, you, they're hard to find quarterbacks, I guess. But
1: I guess
0: forty million. No, no. Uh, but like I said, he will run up the middle if you give him open space.
1: And Vita will gladly assist him.
0: <laughs> or Devin White will <laughs> take his head off.
1: I know
0: Devin White's fast. You know, yeah. you might think it's open and you'll start running. Devin White's going to be oh, yeah, right he's up your butt. So
1: fast. So it sounds like a lot is going to be on our linebackers between their dink and dung strategy, Mm -hmm. Ezekiel Elliott bouncing around Mm -hmm. at the line when he sees any kind of resistance, and then Dak Prescott, same thing. Yep, yep. So Devin White and Levante need to be on their stuff.
0: Yeah, yes, very much so. Now, with Dak Prescott, I don't know if he's going to run that much anymore. You know, I mean, that's how he broke his ankle. He was scrambling, he was running, Uh, got tackled, broke his ankle. No,
1: he's not going. Especially not the first game, I think. Right. Like, you don't want to die the first game you come back.
0: (laughs) Not against this defense, that's for sure. But, yeah, I was very surprised at how few deep pass plays he know, I I just assumed, thought, that it was a staple of their offense like ours, kind Mm -hmm. of, you know. and not, Not too many teams have as many deep throws as we do I
1: but mean, why do you have those three stud receivers like that if you're not even going to use them I know, right god what a waste of resources <laughs> uh,
0: but uh they are pretty much run first team it seems like everything is kind of fashioned around Ezekiel Elliott uh, they, well damn they,
1: right they paid him too yeah
0: yeah he's making twenty five million <laughs> something like that. Uh, there are but both of them him and oh god what's the other guy's name they're a very big part of the game. Pollard. Pollard, yes. They, you know, they run them a lot, and almost exclusively up the middle. And they use them in checkdown all the time. Dak Prescott checks down all the time. He's a checkdown master. And you know they got these routes for me to you know, swing routes, some wheel routes, stuff like that. But they use running backs a lot. You know, in protection, uh, in the running game, and then in the passing game. So, the, their offense evolves around the running backs.
1: Interesting. Yeah. So, how prone is Dak to making mistakes? Is he mistake prone? Or yeah. is, it sounds to me like he's a little conservative as very far as co- risk-taking. Yes.
0: Goes. Yes, very, very conservative. He, Like I said, he checks down quick. He doesn't, you know, if guys are covered, he'll just, you know, throw it somewhere else, it seems like. Uh, and, again, I didn't have the All-22, so I couldn't. To see what everybody was on the field was doing to judge how he was reading the field. But yeah, he's real quick to check down, real quick. And but he doesn't have that pocket presence that you would expect from somebody of his caliber. He got I got I saw him get sacked a lot where he should have got rid of the ball sooner or, you know, stepped out of the pocket, got away from him. He just couldn't feel him coming, especially from behind. Like when they they circle around him, he he doesn't seem to have that sense.
1: It's like of the timing. opposite of Jameis Winston, who Jameis gets, <laughs> you know, he feels like phantom pressure, and then he's going crazy. Yeah, yeah. Dak Prescott is like, there's pressure,
0: yeah. doesn't
1: feel it, nothing.
0: Yeah, I would say his scrambling is on par with like, I don't know, maybe a faster Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what he reminded he's so me. Of.
1: Lumbering. <laughs>
0: yeah he he just didn't not a lot of grace he's not out there okay. rocketing down the field. he needs a lot of space in front of him
1: okay. to get
0: some yardage and you know he doesn't get out of people's grass that well you know he's just, he's kind of a bigger guy so he can you know handle guys grabbing on him and stuff like that but man he was getting the ball knocked out of his hands and getting hit from behind and all this stuff just not that some quarterbacks just have that timing, that sense, where they could tell when somebody's coming. He doesn't seem to have that.
1: Not this guy. Yeah, you are blowing my mind right now.
0: I know. I was I was surprised watching all this. What the thing that surprised me the most was how boring it was. You know, I I actually enjoyed watching the Rams defense more than I did mm-hmm. watching the Dallas offense. Well, that's typical.
1: Yeah, it's true. To be fair. Yeah, and they're a good defense too. They're a very good defense. It's hard not to play favorites in that.
0: Yeah. Now, as far as the uh, defense is concerned, the uh, Dallas defense, they were just god-awful horrible. They they couldn't tackle. They didn't want to tackle. And I, I'm going to say this. The whole team, both offense and defense, didn't play with a lot of oomph or, oh. I don't know, desire, like they really wanted to win, you know. They were well, just kind of going, kind of like Mike McCarthy. They were kind of, you know, just kind of going through the motions. They just want to get back and get a massage, you know. <laughs> I wonder
1: field. how much of it though was COVID and not having people in the stands.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was weird watching that. Going back and watching mm-hmm. those games, I'm like, I'm they,
1: so glad we're not gonna have to do that. Oh, I know, again. man. Thursday
0: night is going to be incredible. Amazing. It's going to be so loud. It's it's going it, it's going to be wonderful for the, uh, the networks and the NFL and, and for everybody out there cuz we need this man we need this we need we need to see you know I, the college football i'm seeing the stadiums filled and people going crazy i love it i'm just like yes
1: i was just thinking about that like you saw the reaction to i guess it was UA, USC mhm to the full stands yes. and everyone going off so I am so excited for an NFL game like that.
0: I, I'm excited for these super spreader events myself. <laughs> I am too. I'm too. Yes, and the NFL needs this. Uh, there, you know, we they had trouble last year with ratings and all that good stuff. And this is the perfect game. It's the perfect stadium. It, the, this is going to kick off this year so wonderfully. So that, now that gets me to what do I think is going to happen? I think, and this is speculation on my part, but I think Tom Brady and this team feel like they have something to prove. They they don't feel like they got enough credit for last year. Uh, You know, the the defense especially. You know, I think the defense is really pissed that everybody says that the reason why they did so good was because of uh, the Chiefs' offensive line. You know, we talked about this. When we got Brady, when we got Brady, we had said – you know our defense is going to show up, and they're going to start stomping people because they don't want everybody to say they won because of Tom Brady, and so they did you know they were stomping people, and then they get to the Super Bowl, they stomp Patrick Mahomes, and what does everybody do? Oh, uh, it was because of the offensive line of the Chiefs was <laughs> banged up and injured and you're like what so they this team, I think they have got something to prove, and I think Brady. Is he's just dead set on just lighting it up this year. You know, they they've got a full year under their belt now. These guys are the same guys. None of these players have ever done this before. None of these players have ever had all 22 starters come back. They've never played with the same guys before. None of them. Even through college. This doesn't happen. You know? And so they're all back, the gang's all back together. They're all pissed. Because they don't feel like they got the credit they deserve. And everybody's expecting the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl this year. So so now you put that on top of we're opening up NFL season on Thursday night in front of the whole world. In our
1: stadium. In
0: our stadium where Mm -hmm. we just won the Super Bowl against America's team, Tickets are like a thousand dollars a piece for the nosebleeds. We got a pissed-off defense who feels like they've got something to prove. You got an offense that feels like, uh, you know, half of them didn't catch a. They're mad because they didn't catch a pass in in the Super Bowl, you know. But they they've all worked together. Their timing is spectacular. Now, if you don't think so, go back and watch that Texans game. We had two drives. One was 90 yards. The other one was, what, 96?
1: We had, like, one drop, like, went off Mike Evans' hands. <laughs> and that was it. I mean,
0: it was just, like, machine like, work. Oh, click, my click, click,
1: gosh. Click. Now, I what, had, like, goosebumps just while. It, yeah. It's preseason. Yeah, we've watched it, it like, like, three or oh, four times. Oh, my here. gosh. Look at that. Just something to behold.
0: Yeah. And, the, I mean, they, they, it was like clockwork. They were just, like, bing, bing, bam, boom, boom. And, you know, that's what Dallas is going to have to face you know coming down gonna and the a face.
1: completely new defense
0: with a completely new defense completely new defensive coordinator a mm-hmm. uh, banged up offensive line somewhat and probably a skittish quarterback
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know first yeah it's time.
1: gonna take him quite a few games to get his footing back so uh-huh.
0: I, I see what you did there <laughs>
1: i didn't even do that on purpose
0: <laughs> i've watched that that the, the video of him breaking his leg. Oh, oh my god! god yeah, I it can't. wasn't one of those. Ralph. Yeah, it was like
1: a dangly, yes, dangly yeah limb. and he
0: like picked it up and he was <gasps> oh,
1: like, "Oh god, yeah, like moving it around. yeah." I, oh no! Now that you said that, I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, was it on your start- phone? Is that?
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is that where you watched it? i got it saved.
1: Yeah, I know you do.
0: But, uh, yeah, they, it was like he picked it up and, like, trying to like tried to put it, it around, back together. Trying to, like, put it back together. <laughs> and then you saw him, like, look over to the sideline and just, like, start going, come on, get
1: over here. Bring the cart. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to cry right oh here. Oh, my gosh. Ugh, so I can't.
0: With all that being said, and we know Dan Quinn. We know Dan Quinn. We know what he brings. We don't know exactly what he's going to do with his defense. But we look at the pieces he's got, and you go, Ain't a whole lot you're gonna be able to do with it. Mediocrity. Yeah, you'll be lucky if you bump them up to 15th in the league. You know, right now. I mean the bar. the
1: bar is so low, though. I mean, they could improve like 10 spots. They'd still be bottom of the league, but everyone mm. would be ha- probably in their fan base would be very happy yeah. with that improvement. So
0: Yes, probably very much so. So here's what I'm thinking. This is this is my my uh full Full uh, conclusion to all of it. Okay, we're gonna stomp them. I'm talking about it's gonna be a bad beating. We want this. I think Tom Brady has got these guys looking for blood, and it's gonna be it's gonna be like the old Belichick days. And I, I'm interested to see who's running this offense because I, I listened to a interview with Byron Leftwich and the, the stuff I'm listening to Bruce Arians. It's like you know. Yeah, no. This is the players' team, you know. This we just kind of uh, get out of their way, you know. It's what they've all been saying. You know, we're kind of just, you know. And I think, I think Tom Brady, he might have been the one in New England that was running up scores on people, you know. <laughs> yeah, because
1: yeah. they love to do that. They would do that all the time. There was do, no right. mercy ever.
0: And there was a couple times at the end of the season last year where we took off, put our took our foot off the gas. I don't think we're going to do that this year, and I think Thursday night we're going to make a statement to the whole NFL. Woo! And if you don't have your bets in that we're going to win the Super Bowl this year, you need to do it now. If you think we're if you think it's a good bet, because I guarantee you, Friday the Buccaneers are going to be projected to win the damn Super Bowl. <laughs> I think I I honestly think we're going to stomp them so bad, and we're just not going to take our foot off the gas. You know, I think Brady wants to make a statement. This defense really wants to make a statement. And uh, I think that, you know this is the perfect time for them to do it. They're opening. We're opening the NFL in our home stadium. We just won a Super Bowl in, and uh, oh, oh my
1: gosh, everybody
0: on our team is pissed. You know,
1: I'm so excited now that you're talking about this. Yeah, oh, I, I, like I, that. I don't
0: see anything there they can do. Okay. Uh, you know, Zeke Elliott. He's a good running back.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's sure. tough. He's kind of hard to get down, but he's not. We faced better running backs, or at least as good, and stopped them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know our run defense is still going to be top notch. I swear, man, if we get this third year in a row of being the number one run defense, man, that's a record, bucks. That's got to be a record. I haven't looked it up yet, but I know it's got to be a record. I know. And uh, yeah, and you know, if you stop their run, then you know they're kind of they're kind of pedestrian after that. Like I said, they'll, they'll be chunking the ball down the field, but only when they have to, and they're going to have to, you know, because I, I think we're going to score over forty points. All right. And I'll, I'll be surprised mm-hmm. if they break twenty. Yeah, I think it's going to be a beatdown.
1: Okay. I just don't well, see anything there. I, I have my score prediction there. as you were talking, so it's a little bit in line with what you were saying. Okay. You ready to do it? You
0: ready to do score predictions? Yeah. Let's we do need. It. We need a little little. Sound a jingle. intro thing. I know
1: Ralph. Yes. Make us a jingle. Hold up,
0: I've got one. I could pull one up. Okay. But it, it might take a long.
1: All right, we'll do it next time. <laughs> next, time. It next time. How
0: about Please. you sing for us?
1: Uh, no. Uh, okay. Ready?
0: Yes. Molly is predicting.
1: Uh, I'm going 38 to 17 Buccaneers.
0: 38, 17 Buccaneers. That is so close to what I was going to say i got to redo these sheets because I don't have which team we pick. Uh, I'm going to go – Sal's going to go 42-17.
1: Just do it. That's fine. What
0: would you say? We'll That's only a four-point difference.
1: That's all right. Whoever is closer.
0: See, my thing is, is that we're going to start stomping them. They're going to start throwing these passes. They'll probably get a couple touchdowns that away. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. There's 17, I'll just say – 24. I'll say 24. So I'm going to say 42-24. Okay. And this is this is me being the objective as I possibly can. You know, I mean, I was watching this. And I'm looking at this, and I'm like, how in the world does this team think they're going to beat us? And, you know, I've heard all the announcers and the analysts, and, you know, they're all like, hey, this is going to be a great game, and the three best receivers in the league, oh, and Dallas, and Patak, and – and I'm watching it Okay, They're like, going to huh?
1: piss me off with that. The three best receivers and the like, get out of here. Mm-hmm. They're Mike Evans, Chris Goblin, and Antonio Brown. Thank you. I don't know how you even argue that. Well,
0: you know, people argue stupid stuff. You know, there's yeah. people that argue that they can there's handle ladder. earthers
1: out there. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on.
0: But we're going to find out Thursday night. Oh, my God. It's going to be so good. Yeah. I don't even think we're going to start off slow. I think we're going to come oh, out. Oh, no.
1: I don't know. We do tend to do the three and out thing on offense pretty regularly. Okay, we, we might for the like, first drive. Yeah. But, See, don't panic, guys, if that's what how I'm kind of numb to it at this point. Like, it doesn't really bother me anymore. Because mm-hmm. that's how we were last year, too. And then it was like, it was no problem to put up 40 points. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, it... And and again, anything could happen. We could lose, and if we do lose, I'm not going to be disheartened whatsoever. It's a long season. It's actually longer than it normally is now, due to the extra game. And it's always best to be good at the end. So if I if we suck, I want it to be at the beginning. So I'm not worried about this game as far as our future season. I just I really think we want to make a statement, and because nobody nobody. Gives us the respect we deserve. Nobody, I mean, good lord, they have the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. We didn't just win the Super Bowl; we dominated the Super Bowl, and now they have the team that we dominated in the Super Bowl ahead of us. I know. No, I mean, nobody's given us any credit, and I think we, I think the whole team wants to go out there and just say, you know, plant their flag. I think that's what we're gonna see. Just from all the attitudes of all the guys I've seen on the interviews and the press conferences and stuff, I mean, he's supremely confident. But a little bit of chips on their shoulders, man. I mean, they got a little bit of a grudge going on with this stuff.
1: In particular, I feel like Shaq Barrett is probably pissed that there weren't more people calling, you know, to get him signed mm. recognize yeah. what kind of player he is. Mm-hmm. And the Bucks were the only ones who – and they gave him exactly what he wanted –
0: yes and this will be a good coming out party for him you know he didn't he didn't do he didn't have the stats I wanted to see him have last year oh man and vita He's, this is going to be such a great game
1: I know when you start talking about oh they like uh, running up the middle I'm like oh good lord I know. oh they well that's, that's the, there goes their game plan
0: that's a whole thing well, I'm watching this I'm like they know they can't do this right against us and I'm <laughs> do you seeing think them they
1: do okay let, we no. we gotta drink every time they try to run it up the middle <laughs> oh no
0: we'll be we'll be drunk <laughs> quick we'll drink don't water. give up
1: on that right
0: we'll do shots of beer
1: I know about that bring you back to high school.
0: Some of that that wine cooler stuff you drink—that's like Mm two percent alcohol.
1: (laughs) No, they're like four or five (laughs) percent. Same difference. Much as beer.
0: (laughs) Not the beer I drink. Beer I drink is like nine percent. That's what I like—stout ales and stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think I agree with who was it It, that says account Craig. I agree with you, man. I don't think you're that 10. far off
1: 76-10. <laughs>
0: I mean,
1: what if we break like 50 points? will not that be insane?
0: Yeah. It could, I, I could definitely see it happen. I mean, it's, it's Dan Quinn's defense. We Look at look at what he did at Atlanta for all those years. Did they ever have a top 10 defense? No. He couldn't ever get them over the hump. And uh, now he's got a bunch of rookies and a bunch of scrubs. There's like three people on that defensive side of the ball who I can say, you know, they're 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 okay. The rest of them I don't know about, or nobody knows about because they're fresh off the frying pan. I, I man, I'm telling you, I got so pumped up watching that stuff today because I'm I'm watching them and I'm going, man, there's nothing there, there's nothing there, oh, no. nothing.
1: Oh, it's gonna be so awesome.
0: Yeah. And again, it makes me—it makes you realize when you watch Dallas and you know, how everybody talks him up and this, you know, Galloway and Cooper and uh, Lamb and Gala. Ezekiel Ellie. I keep saying Galloway. He was like ten years ago, wasn't he? Uh, and all these guys, you know, they talk them up and everything, and then you watch them, and you go, "Man, our team is so much better." <laughs> no, I
1: know. it's so annoying. It oh. just annoys me. Yeah, it annoys me. That's kind of what bothers me about all the talk with Aaron Rodgers. Aside from him being a pissy bitch, I'm like, they don't talk. You know, they talk about him, and then he does nothing, and the play. You know, they. I mean, I guess they went to the championship and then got embarrassed, so they did get that far at least, but. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's just,
0: (laughs) you just hate Aaron Rodgers. I just hate him so much. (laughs) One thing I will say about Dak Prescott, uh, he, he doesn't throw bad passes and he doesn't generally make bad decisions, you know, so he's pretty accurate. And like you said, he's conservative, so he doesn't, he doesn't make dumb decisions. He's not going to throw into a bunch of traffic and, uh, you know, with a, with a safety coming running over cross, he's not going to throw the ball deep and Mm -hmm. he, he just seems to make good decisions He's pretty accurate, but that's really all I could say about him. We'll see. I might be totally wrong, but I'm watching these games today, and I'm just like, oh, God, they were going to get slaughtered.
1: (laughs) Well, I have no faith in Mike McCarthy either.
0: Well, you know, oh, no, definitely.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, last year we we were actually horrible on primetime. Yeah. So, So, you know, and that's what most people watch. Most people watch primetime games. And, you know, so that's all they saw, the Buccaneers, until the Super Bowl or, you know, the playoffs and the Super Bowl. You know, so they had a bad taste in their mouth, and the Buccaneers kind of felt like we backed into the playoffs mm-hmm. and then got lucky enough to win. But, no, all of us have watched them, you know, we know that, no, those primetime games were the exceptions. Those were the bad games. We don't play, but we beat ourselves. Those were bad games. So now here it is. We got a chance of primetime. Open it up. To prove all of our hate is wrong, and they—I'm telling you—they're gonna do it. They're gonna do it in a bad way, man. Just it's gonna be a beatdown. down. Yeah. so
1: it's gonna be like the Super Bowl where it's no fun except for Bucks fans,
0: right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, lucky for us, everyone hates the Dallas Cowboys, so they might get some enjoyment out of watching them Ooh. get embarrassed on prime time.
0: That's true. You know, the whole NFC East is gonna love it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, they're, they're all but
1: be- I think as many people hate Tom Brady. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's Definitely. a huge toss-up there. Who Who's hated more than the Dallas Cowboys or Tom Brady?
0: <laughs> you should do a poll. I know. <laughs> oh. So there you go. Got I might it. do
1: a Twitter poll on that, actually, now that you say that.
0: Do we ever do Twitter polls?
1: Not regularly, but we should. I no. like doing them. Again, I love Twitter polls. You do. I love polls.
0: So we'll see, you know, and they might change things up. They might, you know, just come out and start throwing deep right away. Who knows? They're going to have time. You know, we're going to get to Dak. The, yeah. The Rams were getting to him, and you know, our defensive line is equivalent. I would say they're better, but
1: yeah, you know, Agreed. if nothing
0: else, they're equivalent, and they were getting to him quite frequently. So we're we we'll, we won't go. Ahead. We're not we are not we are not going to have a problem in that area too much.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like there's no area of our team that maybe special teams, like how's our special teams?
0: Nothing spectacular.
1: Okay, yeah. That's our only weakness, I would say. Mm-hmm. Our biggest weakness.
0: Which didn't really hurt us that bad though. Not at year. all. Now world Orleans got us a couple times with the run backs, but uh somebody else did too. Washington. I think it was in the playoffs. They mm-hmm. popped off a couple of big ones on us. <clears throat> but yeah, I didn't know uh, Dallas's the return game wasn't anything to write home about. So, here we go. We'll see. Guys, next time you hear from us, we're either going to be crying or celebrating.
1: Either way, we'll probably be hungover.
0: <laughs> That's a fact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, man, get amped up. Get amped up. This, this is a big game. This is a big game. This is one of the biggest games in Buccaneers history, I think. Well, no, I, I'll put it up there in the top, top 10, top 15. You know, this is just a big thing. I don't, I don't even know if we've had a game this big, other than a Super Bowl. You know, where it's like we're opening up the season at home. Blah blah blah. Ah, good stuff, good stuff. All right, you done?
1: I'm done. All right, guys. F- uh,
0: pray to the Bucks. Pray to the, the football gods. Let's get this going. Let's do this. Season start. Make,
1: sacrifice <laughs> Make your sacrifice. Whatever you to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right guys, till next time. Go but.